Hi, I'm Trisha, Research Manager at Immerse. I'm Christina, Curriculum and Assessment Manager at Immerse. Welcome to Connecting the Dots, Converse on the Verse. This show is all about diving into the pedagogy and efficacy behind Immerse, the first virtual reality language learning platform designed specifically for live language teaching and learning. In this episode, we're going to hear from one of our curriculum designers, Carla, on designing lessons across languages. I hope you enjoy today's episode. So Trish and I are really excited today because we have one of our longtime employees here from Immerse uh, with us, Carla. So Carla, let's just start out by, um, if you don't mind, describing your role at Immerse. Yeah, of course. Um, my role is to help with curriculum development. So I help the development of curriculum for English classes and then for Spanish classes. So I'm also translating lessons from English into Spanish and adapting what we need to adapt so it makes sense for the Spanish language and the Spanish culture um, that we want to provide to for our members. Okay. Yeah, Carla works very closely with me, so I'm so excited she's here with us. Carla, I didn't realize you did English and Spanish. I only realized that you did the Spanish curriculum. Yeah, well, I started just working on the translations for the Spanish lessons, and as um, Christina started working on more and more projects, and we keep expanding, and more things <laughs> need to be done, I started helping uh, Christina and learning from her um, on this journey of curriculum development for, for English as well. Yeah, That's really cool. Last night, I, I was we were working on something new, and I sent it to yeah. Carla and messaged me back right away. And so, yeah, she, it's great to be able to to you know bounce ideas off off each other so absolutely i think that's one of the best parts of working as a pair on these such big projects that um there's a lot going on there's a lot of classes there's a lot of sometimes teacher biases we bring with ourselves that's impossible to not bring like we're human so it's really nice to have someone that you can discuss these ideas with and make sure that that we're all aligned the same way so i'm curious what is y'all's typical workflow look like I know it's very collaborative, but is that um, like Christina comes up with a base and then Carla, you review, or what's y'all structure? Well, I guess it depends on when we need that week. Um, it changes often um, in a good way. We have always different things that we're working on and different projects. And um, we normally kick it off uh, with a meeting so we can be in the same page about what we need to do and how we're going to do it and what are the guide this strong guidelines for what we're doing and then we give it a try and then share our work and look at each other at each other's work and then move from there and then on a weekly basis we update lessons as they are needed uh, based on feedback from the members feedback from our guys that are actually interacting with the members all the time and make sure that everything's updated and ready for like three or four weeks in advance um yes so that's that's mainly part of it weekly yeah, people realize don't realize how much work goes into curriculum like every week because we're constantly fine-tuning it, modifying it, changing it. And then we change with the platform, right? Yeah. So, you know, every time we have a, a new release, a new update, right, we have to modify. So, yeah. I, I do think I, it's... Without Carla. 
Yeah. <laughs> I do think it's so important that y'all actually take into feed the feedback from instructors into account and make changes. Cause I've seen programs that do not do that. Absolutely. And they don't actually listen to the people who are like implementing the lessons on what works and what doesn't. And yeah. it, it just makes such a huge difference. So I think that's amazing that yeah. y'all take the time to like take into account all that feedback with everything else you have going on. Yeah. I think that Christina in both, both, right. Like we have a strong teaching background as well. And so I think we are very aware of what happens in the classroom. It's not separated from what's happening outside the classroom. So I think that conversation is really important for like quality classes and lessons that are meaningful for the members. Absolutely. Well, I have a question for you, Carla, because you yeah. handle all the Spanish and you know, um, you know, my little bit of Spanish there. So, mm -hmm. um, but how do you take into account differences between the various Spanishes when designing a lesson? Because we, we have guides from all different uh, kinds of Spanishes. Some are native speakers, some are not native speakers, but they all come in with their variation of, of Spanish, right? So how do you take that into account when you're translating those lessons or creating new lessons in Spanish? That's a really great question. And I think that's at the core of a, a huge discussion for Spanish teachers, uh, particularly in the U.S., but I would say around the world. We normally try to keep with uh, the standard, quote unquote, of the language, um, which um, a way to officially decide that is the country that has the largest amount of speakers. In this case, it would be Mexico. Um, but we also try to make sure that we incorporate a variety from different countries, particularly when it comes to vocabulary and pronunciation. And I think the best way that we work around this is, first of all, we have guides from different, like you say, dialectal backgrounds. So they speak different um, dialects of Spanish. Um, but we, when we cannot decide between one word or the other when we're translating or we're trying to figure out what's best. Um, I make use of a lot of corpora that I have access for research. And I like to find what are the things that are globally the most used and the most frequent. So we can give our our members like what is going to be the most useful um, out of out of learning the, the so much variety that the that the language has. But I think the strength is in 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 the diversity that we have among our, our guides and how everyone is really open to learn about other Spanishes and no one has this idea that there's one Spanish that is the correct one or the perfect one. So I think that's, that's mainly how we navigate that. Well, and you see that in our members <clears throat> too, like in, when they talk about their classes or I've watched so many videos of classes where I, they're like, oh, this guy told me that I could say it this way. And then, you know, another guide is like, yeah, you can, but in, the, in my home country, we say it this right. way. And I do think they really appreciate having like those cultural nuances and, and learning all the different vocabulary from throughout the world. Absolutely. And I think we also try to make sure that we um, have their level in mind. So their proficiency is very important when it comes to that much information. So maybe for novice learners or um, foundation members, uh, we try to maybe not incorporate as much variety. And as they progress in their journey, you can include more cultural information, more nuances to the language and more dialectal variety for sure. That's great. That kind of leads to our, our next question. Mm -hmm. here. So 
How do you infuse Spanish culture into lessons? How do you make members aware of those cultural differences, those cultural nuances, but also those cultural celebrations? Yeah. Well, I think that the biggest thing that we have as a program is the fact that we have these cultural, uh, these first Fridays, like every Friday of every month, we have a very particular culturally focused uh, event where um, we can actually take the time to just focus on the culture and different cultural aspects that we may want to celebrate that that month. But um, I also try to incorporate it in the in the everyday lessons. Um, they may they may seem or look like details, but for example, we were translating this lesson, adapting this lesson from English about routines and what do you do in your daily life. And so I thought about how it's very common in Latin America and Spain and even in the Philippines um, to have what is called merienda, which is like t kind of like a breakfast, but in the afternoon. Uh, so like something in between your lunch and your dinner, because in Latin America and Spain, we have dinner so late, right? So you need something in between. And so I'm like, oh, we could add this to the routine um, as part of the language that they're learning and also to give a moment of cultural information. Hey, this is something that maybe you don't see here very often in the U.S., but it happens in all these countries. And and this is, you know, part of the lesson today as well, even though it's like a, a microbite of information. That's awesome. What a, what a great example. Well, you know, Carl, you say that. And I think I took a class. I think it might have actually been with you. Or maybe it was Maria Jose, and I can't remember what the Spanish word was, so you'll have to forgive me. But she was explaining the yeah, it was Maria Jose. She was explaining the concept of like the different times of the day, you know, morning, noon, evening, night, and then she was explaining to us that in a lot of Spanish cultures or Spanish speaking cultures, there's like an, a part of the night that's from like one a.m. to like four a.m. that had like a different name. Oh yeah, like the madrugada, the like yes. really early time. Yes. Yeah, and so yes. she was explaining it, and it made so much sense within our lesson, but it was like this cool little cultural yeah. snippet that she could have very well just not done. And That's true. To our normal time zones, but I, I really appreciate it, and I was like, huh, I really learned something. That's like the main thing I actually remember from that lesson. So That's really cool. I love that. That's a good one. Excellent. Well, Carla, we so appreciate you coming on today. Um, and taking the time to really unpack not just what you do at Immerse, but how what you do impacts our members through the lessons and, and through those cultural events. So thank you so much for taking the time. Of and, course. Thank uh, you for having me.